Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Under the trench coat, with rolling in the geek. Anyway. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Under the Trench Coat, the after show bonus episode for Riven, the Shattered Continent. I am Ken Brown, your dungeon master. And I am Trevor. I Oh, sorry, I was still stuck there on that cliffhanger. <sighs> Hi, I'm Nick. Um, <laughs> and you know, you would think that um, that listening to Brad do that every week gets old, but I promise you, it doesn't. I love, I love listening to him complain right I'm now every live, week. and I love listening to it again later when I edit, and and then again when we record. And it's just it's cyclical. And you know what? I think it's my lifeblood. And then Saturdays when we're when we're actually playing a game, and oh, as opposed to now when we're fake playing a game. Yeah, well, when yeah, we're apparently. playing face to face. That's not what you said. You said actually playing a game. Yeah, well, I'm not fully with it right now. Well, you're a dickhead. True, but thank you, Nick, for being the rock that I cling that I cling to. Uh, <laughs> that you were even keel and not. You're 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 always and I'm Nick. I <laughs> I appreciate that as part of my my Friday slash early Saturday. Well, anyway, you know, honestly, I can't red button push in TOA, so you're you guys are gonna have to take it double time. <laughs> oh, fuck that! <laughs> I have plans for how Harkos dies, and it's not by your hand, dude. <laughs> by you, I don't mean Trevor. I mean Brad. Brad causes the Harkos death. <laughs> also, just to put in perspective, uh, we're not planning Argo's dying. I just I I play out character deaths in my head because I always think it's a possibility. Just so Patreon people don't. Well, actually, this is for everybody. So just so uh, people don't think that we're scripting deaths <laughs> into the game, I'm just always ready for every decision to result in my untimely demise. Yeah. And not even specifically Ken, just every time, all the all the things. I don't trust any decision I make. Uh so let's let's jump into this. Uh so you got to talk face to face with uh Malus. Oh, we're starting with that. I mean, I guess that's where the episode started, <laughs> isn't it? Yep. 
That we we sure did. That was something. Man. Something right out of left fucking field. Yeah, no kidding. I'm trying I, to... Uh, uh, he tried to explain it the best that he could. I got it. And, you know, it, it's... Just because he cares about his daughter and that he loves his daughter does not mean that he wants... Her to be a tyrannical overlord. Yeah. Like, the... He... In, in a way, this is tearing him because right. he wants to see his daughter do well. He wants to see his daughter be successful and powerful and be what she's supposed to be. But, uh, you know, he has also lived in this world for a very, 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 very 10 minutes later, very, very, very long time. Uh, and... The way that I kind of, I mean, this is this is for your guys, you know, that you you heard his words, uh, that uh, uh, Alicandar spoke, uh, the the walking destruction is is one of his is part of of his words. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a time that he was that. Uh, and I mean, if you break down his name, Malus, it's M-A-L-U-S. Uh, it's it, Mal, M-A-L, is definitely the root word for, you know, malice, malcontent. You know, it's mm -hmm. it, it's not. And, you know, the, those those things are, are all stitched together. Uh, but people change. And so his view on the world, his view on life and his children has changed. Uh, and he's trying to he, he's trying to ride on a fence that's getting ready to break down. And uh, he's kind of tipping his hand with what he did. You know, and and say, okay, this is this is what I guess I'm gonna have to push for. Because mm -hmm. I, you know, and, and you know, you don't know what his his you know real core motives, you know, like how he actually feels about some of this stuff. You know, you you only know what what he told you. But uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of things packed into him. I. Uh, but he gave you a present. He says it's a present. <laughs> May not be a present that you were expecting or that you wanted, but it's a present. You want to know what would be a better present? Parenting your children. You want to come to us. <laughs> you want to come to us and be like, oh, I'm sorry my daughter's a piece of shit, but I love her. Just don't kill her. How about, look, we want to put this in perspective. I have a new cat. She's adorable. I love her to bits. Uh, I, I want to see her grow into a nice adult cat, get along with the other one, be cuddly, be a lovable pet. 
and live a nice long life uh, in her forever home with Jen and I. I also like my shelf full of pop figures. <laughs> shelves that I have spent a very, 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 ten minutes later, very, very stupid amount of money on. And when she climbs on them, I don't go, oh, it's in her nature. No, I grab her and go, that's not your shelf. Stop knocking over my things. Weirdly enough, Malus has never grabbed Cyraxis and said, stop breaking my toys. No, he came to us and said, don't let her break my toys. But also, like, if you break her, we're probably going to have issues. Here's another dragon uh, to smooth that talk over. <laughs> and here's how to raise it from the dead and hope that it's on your side. Well, and he did tell you that he was uh, that. Well, she actually. I uh, was a uh, an ally of your patron. You know, so, uh, you know, Numerath that was an ally of of Numerath. Uh, so it stands to some amount of reason that that will not have changed too much. Uh, but it's you know. I, if you want to look at it from that perspective, yeah, it is a little bit of a, a coin toss. Is like, well, has this has time changed anything, uh, or is it another Borvensol situation where, ah, shit? Well, they're actually bad. You know, I and from your guys's perspective, I totally get. It. It's like, ah, uh, well, what do we do with this? Right. But you know, at least in the past you know that uh, at least or he told you that Henshi Durath was yeah. uh, was an ally of Numerath. We got a lot of new info to go off of that came from the bad lady's dad and his pretty much biggest claim to no 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 you can trust me is well she's not here is she? I don't fucking know. I don't know what's going on. Like, she could be here somewhere. Dude just went off in a room and grabbed a fucking jar. Maybe she's in a different room. Your room opened up out of a fucking wall. I don't know if she's here. So, so your whole, well, I didn't, uh, my daughter's not here listening to this. Whoopty fucking woo. For all I know, for all I know, like you said, like you just said, his name. Here, might sound crazy, might sound bad. Scrackpot corner, Nick and Brad. This man is is the. What did you say? He's he's the 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 what of destruction? The walking destruction. The walking destruction. How do we know? When he crawled out of the primordial ooze and became whatever the fuck he is, he was walking destruction in the literal sense. He walked around and fucked shit up. He's been alive a very long time. That's boring now. Violence gets boring to old beings. It happens in all kinds of media. That's very meta for me to say. I'm not saying this is where Harkless is at, but this is Nick's crackpot corner. Violence is boring. You want to know what's not? playing both sides and watching them beat each other to death. That's still destruction, <laughs> and he gets to walk through the wreckage afterwards. 
And you want to know something? He'll find another baby after this war is over to use that was also part of both sides. And he'll just cyclically bring his daughter back until that's boring. And then he'll find something else. There is zero. There is absolutely nothing until this uh, dragon in the, this this fucking brass dragon proves useful. And 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 honestly, we get to the end of this all and he's not a total douchebag. And if we don't kill his daughter and he's just like, all right, I'll like go fucking put her in a room now. Thanks for punishing her for me. I don't know that he's given us anything to trust him on just because he was civil. So was Cyraxis. Cyraxis was fucking civil, but we also said we'd kill each other later. He was very, uh, up. He didn't mince his words, certainly. He's with you. old. Violence is boring. I- I'm telling you, this lines up. Everything <laughs> here tracks. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I just I've reached a point where I can't trust Ken in this game anymore. I don't know what I didn't I didn't like it. And there was part of it that felt weird about Harkos doing that because I'm trying to turn over the whole second chance leaf. But there's just something he made the whole comment about it's best not to spit on the hand when it reaches out. Yeah, well, that same fucking hand walked out of the room with the lady that kidnapped and almost murdered my friends. So, the, like, the last time I saw you, you walked out, no qualms, no, like, little nods, like, hey, don't worry, like, I'm gonna take care of business. No anything. You walked out with your daughter and your little bodyguard, and then now we see you in a secret room, and you're like, hey, sorry she's sucky. Please don't <laughs> murder her, but definitely stop her. How about go fuck yourself? If you want something done, you fucking do it. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it all. This whole extra dragon jar is really uncomfortable. Uh, I do want to point out, I don't know if Brad picked it up. I was tr- I was struggling a little bit while he was talking because he kept talking about Cyraxis and stuff. He would say like, daughter, daughter, this, daughter, that, blah, 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 blah. And then there was a point where he was saying stuff and he was saying her. Yeah. And, yeah. My, and my brain... Like, the way Ken was talking, I was like, that doesn't fucking make sense. Like, this, like, timeline, all this shit doesn't make sense. What do you mean Cyraxis did those things? No, her's the other progenitor. Her is Numerath's mom. Her children. Yep. Because she kept saying her children. I was like, fucking Cyraxis has kids? What the fuck? Like, what does that mean? Is that the Herald? But she has multiple? No, her is the other progenitor. Her is, is, is the, um, the metallic dragon mommy. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if that played well enough that you you understood his difference with those. Not out of the gate, I think, just because I was in, I was on the I was on a hate train, and then I was like, "Ooh, lore!" So <laughs> so my ears perked up, being as I, I missed the fucking the boat on the Master Elijah train. So well, and and you know, uh, at least from what Avalon told you, that she. Uh, she and you are the only natural born children of Methuselah's. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other heralds are extensions of, you know, so like Davinia is part of Numerath. 
Uh, oh God. So to the best of your and supposedly her knowledge, the two of you are the only children that have actually been born of Methuselah. Yeah, and I, I in in this moment, mulling all this information over, did I just realize obviously I knew in my case, um, but in mine and Avalon's case, if we die, we don't come back. In my understanding of these rules, I guess I don't know that. But if the others are extensions of the Methuselah, they get brought back because the Methuselah can use their power to just regenerate these heralds that are essentially an extension of themselves. You can't do that to... to, I mean, I guess you could resurrect somebody, but that ain't the same business. You you can make that logical leap that it does put a monkey wrench into uh, the situation with, with Avalon specifically. Yeah, because obviously, like me being played, like that, my brain's already there. But I just realized that like Avalon is no got no fucking plot armor. Nope. Oh no! Oh, so much uh, new stress. So much new stress. <laughs> uh, it especially puts the uh, the situation that you found her in into a much scarier light than it was before. Yeah. She was on the brink of death when uh, Sterling found her. So, Which I 100%, like, we walked in and I was like, why the fuck, why does it matter if she dies? Like, she'll be back. And it wasn't until this moment. That, oh, oh, God, my fucking chest hurts. <laughs> uh, <coughs> another big piece of information uh, that uh, Trevor was standing face to face with the person who made him be the key yeah and apparently he did not make you feel any better about that no not really no. like I know he- his intent was because it, it definitely felt like that was what he was going for. Was <laughs> he said it's not your fault? I just made it be your fault, so it's my fault. That's like the longest. Basically, that's the longest. Ba- basically, like, yeah. You didn't do it alone. I helped you do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, his intent was to make it not so bad, but it it didn't work. You feel worse about it. No, no, not really. Okay, well, that's that's something. Yeah, because I he he genuinely was trying to take some of that pressure off of you, right? Uh, he's he he's he's got a lot of insight, and he uh, he he. I, I don't know if you kind of caught a lot of that, but he knew things that he shouldn't know with some of the conversations that he had. Yeah, like, there, there's things that he would have had no reason to know, but he knew. Right. Uh, like, you know, you serving Numerath. I mean, he's met you twice now. Uh, well, and, and like him... three times, you know. Him knowing that I thought it was my fault. Yeah, him knowing that. You know, there's a lot of things that he, he knows more than he will let on. And he kind of let that break for a moment so that he could try to do that. He could try to make you feel better, which, you know, didn't succeed on. But, you know, he made the attempt. Right. And that should tell you that he's, you know, 
He might be bad guy, but he is not bad guy. Doesn't mean a damn thing. <laughs> okay. I uh, also did give the uh, that final little I uh, should visit a particular shining city and mm. then continue to head <laughs> south. <laughs> Suck a toe. <laughs> how'd you like um how'd you like my cheaty info grab on your tabaxi? <laughs> yeah, I, I actually think that had was that the, cheaty. So I, I had the intent of him be that being the last piece of info that he dropped is like, by the way, there is another Herald here. Like I had full intention of him putting that out there, and you had you made me have to course correct very quickly after you asked that question. I was like, "Oh shit!" Now what is he gonna fucking reveal? <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was, uh, yeah. That well, that uh, you said pure wall. I wasn't expect. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it, but I was. I uh, I guess I should have. And pure wall sounded semi familiar for some reason. The name has been mentioned to you before, uh, but uh, it, it, it was in what context? I can't remember what context it was dropped, but yeah, the name has been given to you at some point. So I started I started going back through my my songs to look in the margins of my notes. Um, but I couldn't because I thought I was like, oh, fuck, was that the tabaxi's name? And then when I get when I got to what I was looking for, um, it was not the Tabaxi's name, and the Tabaxi's name was there. So I was like, "Well, fuck! I'm just gonna ask this guy about the Tabaxi then, because why the fuck wouldn't I?" And then as I started to do it, I was like, "Man, but does this fucking make sense? Like, Harkos wasn't trusting this person." And then I was like, "No, you know what? This will be Harkos's way of like, um." showing that he's he's giving this guy the benefit of the doubt and uh it will be um it would make sense for Harkos because Harkos is wor- is like I, how I worded it he's worried about people watching like all these secrets are coming out in Aetherport and he's like, okay, there's he's, Cargos has clearly thought there was something fucking up with this guy uh, so he will, he will use it in that vein of like, alright, then tell me what's, what, what should we be worried about this person? And then apparently we should only be kind of worried because there's a chance that he's also a turncoat Maybe. Maybe not. Brad, you don't get to make friends with it just because it's green. Rude. But also true. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fair. Rude. That's fucking fair. Rude. Uh, But... It was so funny to me because uh, you have barked up the wrong tree with with Aquin so many times, but like you're just one tree over from the right tree. <laughs> uh, 
because I, I mean, yeah, I dropped that that not subtle hint of the green eyes. Episode. Ex- Sorry. Continue. I, I was I was expecting that to be a dead giveaway when when I dropped that that piece of, well, of something. I just I never know how on the nose your shit's supposed to be. So sometimes I'm right there <laughs> for it, and then other times I'm like green. Green is a sign for envy. Who's been envious of? And I take some roundabout fucking bullshit path to a crackpot corner that makes no fucking sense. It's like that's a weird jump to make, and then I explain it like God. Oh, kind of makes sense it's still super fucking weird but sure and then it comes out and i'm like oh it was just the thing that was right there uh but the whole the the whole situation does end up begging the question of how did avalon not recognize right because avalon thinks that heralds only have one form and I realize that it's a weird backstory bullshit for when it comes to rhyme. But I let on. She's like, what did he look like? And I was like, I don't know, some fucking old monk guy. And she's like, weird. We only usually have one thing we can look like. So shit's fucking weird on that front, too. Well, you know. Uh, episode 76. That was when we mentioned Pure Wah. Because I have it in my notes. It says North Loxfang's Mountain Range, Hinshi, Durath, and Pure Wah, Dragon and Herald. So whatever the fuck happened in that episode. Oh, that was which when we is, talked to uh, uh, Which is uh, contrary to... like it, It's like a, a mix and match. Like, not mix and match, but... Uh, there's information that's floating around like that was kind of what he uh, uh, he was trying to uh, uh, like nail down there is that there's false rumors and uh, you know so that maybe what Toravir you know had been able to catch is is wrong like he seemed fairly confident in what he was saying because uh yeah yeah it, and so it, it just it i like playing these games and uh especially since that stuff is so prevalent you know that you you know you hear you know there's this big thing and oh well uh you know so this is this is the fact and then you know oh wait no it isn't it i i've talked about that being the theme of like what happens if history is forgotten and and in the same vein as you know that the the power that a word has and so this rumor being that they're here they're here they're here it ends up kind of toying with the the world as a whole for something as just as simple as as you know this person trying to find their master uh it's it it's fun for me it might be a dick thing but it's it's fun for me because i mean that's a potential side quest that you could have gone on and gone to the completely wrong place Mm -hmm. just because the intel was bad 
you know, that the, the words were taken for exactly what they are when it's not necessarily the truth. The same uh, the same thing goes for the uh, the Herald's words is, you know, there there is fact within those words, but it's fact based on a perception. Because uh, like I, I mentioned at one point, uh, I think it was somewhere in those that block of episodes uh, of Onyx Yath words were changed to reflect uh, Cyraxus's view of Onyx Yath and the assembly of Methuselah's. Uh, and so, so the words were changed based on the perception, even though that perception, if you were looking at it from the other side, is completely different. Uh, you know, but there's always a kernel. Uh, there's there's a truth and there's uh, the perception. Mm-hmm. And it it can it can alter things. And I mean, if you look at uh, Malus's words, that is the walking destruction. And if you take that 100 percent at face value, uh, then yeah, it could be very scary to think about dealing with this with this person. Uh, but if you take what he's telling you that that's a different life, yeah, it's, it. I like toying with things. I'm a monster. Anyway, I think that we need to address the. Uh, uh, elephant in the room of Brad getting a fucking nine. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking awesome. No, it's not. You wasted it. You wasted it. We're going to need that sometime in the future. You're going to have another moment where you're like, fuck, I'm going to try this. What, what, what's the worst thing that could happen? And you're never going to get it. And you use it now, and and, and when that moment comes along, when you go, ah, fuck, well, at least I tried, I'm gonna go, yeah, remember when you used it on the city and people still died, but if you would have managed to sack up right now, we'd probably be in a pretty great situation. I just want you to think on that, Brad, as it comes to my turn. I want you to think on that, and I want you to feel bad. And it's not your fault. It's not like you had any control over those dice. But that's how this is going to play out. And I want you to be aware of that now so no one can call me a dickhead in the future. I think it's amazing. I'm being forthcoming with how mean I'm going to be. And I want that accepted by all. I think it's amazing for a couple reasons. One, because honestly, it was one of those moments where Trevor really needed it. And two, it totally monkey wrenched Ken. Yeah. Because he had to take a stop for a minute to figure out what the (laughs) fuck he was going to do. That alone makes it worth it. Yeah. And so, like, one of the things is, you know, with that is uh, that the the phrasing on divine intervention is that, uh, you know, the DM chooses the nature of the intervention, the effect of any cleric's cleric spell or cleric domain spell would be appropriate. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I was like, fuck, what? Uh, and so I did, I actually did two spell effects uh, just ramped up. Uh, one of which was Dawn, 
uh, where you got the, you know, dawn that burned away the, the clouds and started to melt the snow, which is going to aid in, because the snow was going to be an impediment right. to getting people out. I had already thought about that uh, and was part of the part of the whole bit with, ah, uh, shit, we got to get people out, but there's all this fucking snow that's blocking off roadways, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and so that was one solution to, to that. Uh, and then the other one was Hallow, uh, which basically puts like a protection over a certain area. Uh, and so that was the the dragon wings enveloping the the city of Aetherport. Nice. Which again, not how I was expecting. <laughs> that to go so if you don't mind me asking Mm -hmm. what was the DC to actually make my initial idea work the way I wanted it so I the way that I had that was a two step system that I had set up there Uh, step one was you actually succeeding in reaching people which was wow. the charisma, the, the charisma persuasion check that you did. And then I rolled percentages to see what percentage of people would be affected. So my like, 19 actually, succeeded. You just rolled a low percentage. I just load a, uh, rolled a, a I load. Uh, I rolled a lower percentage, which I think it was like 21 percent no. is what I rolled. Uh, and so that was like, oh, shit. Well, you succeeded, but you, you know, is I you wouldn't have gotten anybody if you hadn't succeeded right. on, the, on the persuasion, you know. So, you know, you you succeeded just not to the extent that uh, you would have liked to start off with. Because I kind of it, what I'm envisioning for this is that you guys are going to try a few different things and right. to try to get people out, and then it's just going to be like stacking. So whatever percentage you get to with your successes on this is is how many people you're able to save of the total Aetherport uh, population. So there's potential we could save everybody. There's potential, but I'm not saying that it's exceptionally likely. Right, right. I, you know, that the, the possibility of people dying here is very high. It's just how much of that loss can be mitigated through your and your allies' actions. <sighs> but we will see next episode how that goes. Uh, and apparently, uh, 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 you uh, you were enjoying that whole that whole shtick at the end there, Brad. Getting getting goosebumps, man. Ugh. Those are the ones that kill me where I'm like super invested and I'm listening to how you're describing it and I'm playing it out in my head and I got fucking goosebumps and then you're oh, that's where we'll call it. Those are the moments where I both love and hate you a little. Mm-hmm. It keeps you coming back. No, no, the cliffhangers don't keep me coming back. <laughs> 
that they don't? Nope. You don't have to know. You don't have to know what what was going to happen. No, it's the story in general that keeps oh, me coming okay. back. All right. Fine. 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 All right. Uh, well, I think we're coming up against our time here. So is there any other final thoughts, questions, concerns, or comments that you have before we close up the trench coat? I don't think I have anything. I don't think so. Okay. All right. Well, I'm Ken. I'm Brad. And I'm Nick. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. 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 Love you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.